I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning. It is time to get up with a pair of Monday Night Masterpieces. The Dolphins get demoted. Could Miami's misery cost them the number one spot while Big Blue sends Green Bay packing? This one was good to the absolute final second. Oh, what a night of football we had. Meanwhile, why Eagles? Why? How Philly picked the worst possible time for it to all come falling apart. All that and a whole lot more. It's a Tuesday. Crank it up. We are ready to go. The sun has risen. And we are fired up. Graziano RG3 is back in studio with us. And the regular crew is here. Uh, I forgot their names already. Let's go. (laughs) Two great games last night. Let's pick it up with the upset of the night. A 13-and-a-half point spread. Dolphins, Titans, Tua and his dad. Let's pick this up five minutes and change to go in the fourth quarter. Titans are down by seven. They're going to turn it over, Jeffrey. And this one feels like it is all over. Should be done, right? Ball inside the the, the 15-yard line. We're close this thing out. All is going to be good in Miami. That's right, because Raheem Mostert is going to punch it in for a two-score lead. Oh, yeah, they run the ball well. Certainly when you only got a couple yards to get, they're going to get that touchdown. It puts them up by 10. You think it's a pop that thing. 27-13 is the score, but then here comes Will Levis. Dropping times right there to Westbrook Ikeene. Will Levis was not afraid of the big moment. Titans not done. First and goal at the five. Levis, look at him extending the play, Robert. Yes, getting creative with it, and there's Hop. No, maybe something. No look. The city. So it's 27-20. Mike Vrabel, who knows what he's doing, goes for the two, which is what you do down 14, and they get it. So it's 27-21. How is he so open? Dolphins wind up punting. Titans get it back. Here comes Levis again. Once again, throwing bombs down the field. They're finding his man, DeAndre Hopkins. Which leads to this, Jeff. Second and one from the three, Derrick Henry. Gotta love it. Look, nobody wants to get for that break. Nope. nope. He gets <laughs> out of the edge. My business decision are being made. Let's go! <laughs> Look how it's <laughs> But wait a minute. Dolphins have one more chance. Fourth and two. Robert, what's the one thing Tua can't do here? Can't take a sack here, Tua. Oh, man. That's how it ends. 28-27 Titans. They come from bound 14 with three minutes remaining. And they hand the Dolphins a stunning defeat. How stunning? Miami is the first team since 1976. Wow. To lose in regulation after leading by 14 points with less than three minutes remaining. Teams had won 767 consecutive games when in that position before last night. So, one immediately asks the question. We got a Dolphins team that was trending towards being the one seed, and they're playing at home where they're practically unbeatable, and they got a 14-point lead, which is practically unblowable. How the actual heck did that happen? That was Ravens-esque in the way that they found a way to lose a game that they had completely under control. Mike Vrabel does that to a team every year, it feels like, knocks off a highly ranked team when they shouldn't. So I'm not all the way out on the Dolphins just yet, but 
the Tyreek Hill hobbling around is scary. Well, let's get to that, right? Like, he goes out early with an ankle injury. He comes back in, but he's clearly not himself. Are they right. using him as a decoy? He caught a couple balls. He's, he's an absolute miracle. But the fact is their, their offense is not remotely the same without him. You know, for the last couple weeks, I've been thinking, no wide receivers ever won MVP. Is it ridiculous to think about this guy as MVP if he breaks the single-season receiving record? After last night, I don't think it is. I, I think last night served as proof of how valuable Tyreek Hill is. And in a year, if, if no quarterback's going to separate himself, if he does get healthy and break that record, I think he's got a good chance. Yeah, Graz, there's very few receivers that you can pluck off a team and see how much it can impact a team as oh. Tyreek did last night. He came back into that game and made a couple catches, and I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. Everyone's telling me that he can't win the MVP, but he showed you just how valuable he is to that team. And honestly, for me, it was just the sack there at the end by Tua. In the big-time games, when they need him to create – yeah. That is where he tends to struggle just a little bit. I saw him throughout this game try to scramble, do a couple things with his feet, but right there, it did look like he had two left feet. You, you, we, uh, Fox was making the point about Vrabel and having these type of games. Here's the deal. Armstead, their left tackle. Hunt was out of the game. They had 18 pressures on two and, and five sacks. They had that's a, they had 11 for the most of the season. Mm-hmm. They made two it though outside the numbers. Like the game plan that the Titans implemented was very effective, especially once Hill was taken out of the game because that explosive nature that he brings to that offense, it made Tua look very average last night. He looked like he did, he wasn't on time. The rhythm of this offense matters. Like the Dolphins, it's always in time. When Tua's foot hits the ground, the ball's coming out. Last night, that did not happen, and you saw the vulnerability of the Dolphins. And on the other side, the Dolphins' defense couldn't get pressure in big moments. If yeah. you look back at those replays, those big plays that Will Levis was making, he was chilling in the pocket. Yeah. He was finding more time, creating time, and it goes back to that Phillips injury, and they're, no they're not a, a blitz-heavy team but they got to find a way to get pressure on quarterbacks. Dolphins still get the one seed if they win out because they're going to play Baltimore. Yep. But their schedule is rough. And I wonder, this is a game where they made a lot of mistakes, right? Yep. I go back to even the first half, Bradley Chubb throwing his helmet and giving him a first down that leads to a touchdown. It, they could either galvanize themselves and yep. learn from this, this bad game they had and run through the rest of their schedule and get that one seed, or it could be a bad sign of things to come. Yeah, Jeff, you know this as an offensive lineman. The health of that offensive line is the, the key priority no for doubt. the Miami Dolphins, along with Tyreek Hill. Yeah. They had no sacks last week. Right. They score 45 points. They give up five this week. You see what happens. But we got to show some love to Will Levis yeah. as well. I oh, mean, yeah. down 14. He this man threw a, a, a thick pick six. Right. You think it's over. No, he comes back. They're down 14. And you know how many quarterbacks have more explosive plays than Will Levis since he became a starter? Tell me. Three. Mm. Talking about Brock Purdy, C.J. Stroud, and Dak Prescott. Oh, so yeah. in those big moments, he had ice in his veins. He was ready for it. And you saw that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. My man, you can put all the mayo in your coffee you want. Brother. <laughs> you got ready? ice in the veins. There's fire in there, too. One more thing everybody. I want to bring up to my man, Dominique, who is my, uh, my analytics maven. People always, you said it on the call this morning, the old heads always question going for the two when you're down 14. Last night, Mike Vrabel showed you why it's the right thing to do. That linebacker has a calculator, and I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You want to give your team the best chance to win, and that is an aggressive move to make. We've gotten to a position where I think a lot of us accept that that's the smart move, and it's not the risky move anymore. There was a time when we were judging. But if they lose in that situation, I wonder how we react this morning. Playing a win, you are not playing to tie. Right. Either game, you could lose 
on a coin flip, and nobody wants that. It's absolutely the right move. I'm glad it worked, because yeah. now there's something to point to when people go, why did he do that? That's why. That's exactly <laughs> why. So the Dolphins stunned last night. Stunned. How about the Packers? Also expected to win easily on part of our Monday Night Double. Oh, Tommy DeVito! Oh, come on! on. <laughs> he borrowed that from Jeff. Third quarter. <laughs> a Giants down 10-7. Oh, it is DeVito! I see you got some athleticism, a little Daniel Jones action. I look at the family. Saquon takes it in. Giants a 14-10 lead. Third quarter, Giants up 14-13. DeVito. Look at him extending the play. Oh, yeah. Getting a little freaky with it out there outside the pocket. Finding Isaiah Hodges in the back of the end zone. Ooh-wee. It's a genuinely outstanding play. Giants up 21-13. Now it's 21-16. Giants looking to run out the clock. Jeff, Saquon Barkley, he's been so good. He's been such a good team guy. But this is the moment you can't have. Oh, this is brutal. Listen, getting all the way down and the ground calls the fumble. Guess what? No one touches you. Ball is live. That is a devastating fumble at that moment again. You, you felt it for, for him. Yeah, and, and Tommy DeVito went over to him on the sideline and said, flush it. Don't worry. We're still going to win the game. He said it. I, I read the quotes. Uh, that's Tory Love. Watch Malik. He take out the ref. What? Ref? What do we think? Did he get in? Did he get a touchdown? But as it ever got out. Touchdown. He had no idea. Packers go for the <laughs> Packers go for the two. They don't get it. That's critical because with 49 seconds left, the Giants have a chance. Wandale Robinson. Oh my gosh, what a route. What a throw. Big time drive there by Tom. Watch Mr. DeVito. Relax, everybody. Relax. Relax. Right. Two seconds left. Randy Bullock. Oh my God, the Giants won. The Giants Celebrate. win their third straight game behind Tommy DeVito. All you need is love? I don't think so. 24-22. The Giants with another win. And so we take a look. The Packers with a great chance to put distance between themselves and the other teams in the hunt for the wild card. Technically, Green Bay still holds that seventh seed. But there are seven different teams, including the Giants, who are one wow. win out of that spot. Dan Graziano, I think no one better than you to sum up the storyline. It's a great day to be an Italian kid from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, done. That was a mess, by the way. That NFC playoff picture. Yeah. The Giants and the Bears are in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about that. But no, Tommy DeVito, this is this is in, in amazing what's going on. Three straight wins. Like, this is a guy, he just beat a first-round pick and a red-hot team in the Green Bay Packers. You know, you, you've got Saquon Barkley fumbling the game away and the guy nobody ever heard of uh, three months ago saying, I got this, and marching him down the field <laughs> and winning the game. The agent is dressed like he came out of Johnny Danger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is absolutely uh, unbelievable. What we were saying today, it's like a local story. It's like the most local story ever, right? Yeah. Like, like, you know, a hometown kid makes sure it looks so ridiculous. The agent just look like, is, it, is that a costume? Is that how he actually dressed? I, 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 mean, I was telling Jeff this morning that the agent looked like if I asked one of Jeff's friends from Absolutely. Georgia. Absolutely. Could you draw a picture of an Italian guy <laughs> from New Jersey? They, they would come up with that guy. It is that exactly is what you expect. It's, it's a little scary, but they're winning right now, so it works out. And, and, and actually, on. I want to get this to Green Bay here, but quickly, yep. RG3, you made an interesting point on who might ultimately be 
the beneficiary of the Tommy DeVito story. Oh, yeah. Tommy DeVito is the best thing that ever happened to Daniel Jones. Listen. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is benefiting from this. The Giants are no longer in position to get a, a high pick in the draft, you know, get a, like a Caleb Ooh. Williams or whatever it may be. And, and Danny DeVito. Oh, Danny DeVito. Tommy. Tommy DeVito. Just talking about, like, the poise he showed on that last drive. You guys know this. When you, when you have a two-minute drive, the thing they always tell the quarterback is don't be afraid to take the check down. Yeah. He took the check down. He was four for four. And when he had to make the big play down, a uh, big throw down the field to Wondell Robinson, he, he made did it. that. That's right. Sacked 15 times going into this game. Didn't get sacked at all in this game. Had two straight games of 100-plus QB uh, quarterback rating going into this game. Did it again. So I, it sounds like a great story, but he's actually playing high-level football. Only had four incompletions in the whole game. Yeah. And has more touchdown passes in a fewer games than Daniel Jones did when he was playing. So he's been good, and they're actually in some semblance of the race. But, Jeff, after the last few weeks, a lot of people were buying stock in the Green Bay Packers. Are you selling it today? Selling it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Listen, here's the deal. Like, you, you – even if they make it to the playoffs, this is this is a young team. We talked about this. It's a young team. This is what they're going to do. They're going to be hot sometimes. They're going to be awful sometimes. They had no business losing this football game, right? You're going in where you are, the position you're in, how you played, and it was a dud. Like, it was a dud of a game. Like, make no mistake, DeVito, as well as he played, he, you, you don't lose this to, to this quarterback, this football team at this point in the year. LaFleur was, what, 16-0 in December? He was. And this is the one you give away? Like, this yeah. is going to kick yourself in the butt for this. Yeah, I wouldn't sell the stock. I think Jeff's right. They're a young team. They're going to make these mistakes. The real concerning thing is we saw Jordan Love coming along. And what made Jordan Love better was not the mental part of the game. He seemed to always have that down. His accuracy was an issue. And he had fixed that. And it was it popped up again last yeah, night. Ugly. That's the scary that's, part. That's young players, right? And they are the youngest offense in the league. Uh, every receiver and tight end they have but one is in his first or second year. The whole group, I mean, yeah, it's gonna they're going to see high highs and low lows like young players do. Yeah, the reason I wouldn't sell on the Packers is because they had no Christian Watson. They had no Aaron Jones. That's true. They're so Even though they are young on that side and they had a blip in this game, I still believe in, the, in what they can get done and, and make a playoff push down the stretch. I think it depends mm-hmm. on what we're talking about. If you can hold the stock into next year, I'd hang on to it. <laughs> That's what because I'm they're so young they're going to get there. But for this season, I don't know that of all those teams down there, I don't know that they're the ones I think are going to wind up getting in. Could you imagine if the Bears or the Giants sneak into the back end of the playoffs? We'll talk about it. Meantime, why Eagles why? As we continue, is Philly no longer elite after getting blown out by San Francisco and Dallas? Is it time to panic? We'll talk about it. Plus, Mr. Mahomes filled with regret. But can Kansas City fix its offense in time to make another Super Bowl run? We're talking about it all. So Tuesday, get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Get Up. I can't believe it took us 18 minutes to get to this last night. Peyton and Eli, go. (laughs) Could you blindfold and just have your hands under and tell who it is? Yeah, 100%. I could, for sure. I, I I knew Jeff Saturday's butt cheeks as well as anybody so yeah I mean I don't think you ever want to blind you don't want to use blindfold and butt cheeks together very often but uh, stop saying yeah. the word butt cheeks yeah. <laughs> I mean you know it's 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 Christmas time it's holiday but this is what Manning does right this is what Manning oh does he loves bones blowing up thanks man appreciate it love the loves and appreciate it when in doubt Talk about yeah. Jeff Saturday's butt. Yeah. That is, that's, that's, rating that's spike. Formula. Rating yeah. spike right there. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot. Rating spike. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That's a, I don't love him. I don't love him. <laughs> Always a giver there, my buddy. That's uh, why you yeah. were farting on his hands. When he was <laughs> on oh, let's go roll the next thing. Let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. It's been a shaky few weeks in Philly. The Eagles blown out in back-to-back games by the Niners and Cowboys. So much talent on that defense, but they've allowed over 30 points in three consecutive games. So they've struggled on the defensive side. On the offense, Jalen Hurts, obviously spectacular, but there have been some turnovers this year. Last year, including playoffs, he had just nine in 18 games. This year, he's coughed it up 15 times. That's fourth most in the NFL. And then, of course, in the biggest game of the season on Sunday, the offense turned it over three times and did not score a single touchdown. They've not played well against the NFC elite the last couple of weeks, which had Ryan Clark sitting here yesterday thinking that it changes everything. After these two weeks, it's a two-horse race. And now the Philadelphia Eagles have to show me that they're fast enough to not only keep up, but get back into the discussion. When you look at the last two weeks, they've been absolutely boat raced. And Rex knows this. Good teams can have bad days. You cannot necessarily be on your execution the way that you're supposed to, but you don't get bludgeoned, right? You don't get physically dominated. 
So it is Graziano who usually does overreaction Tuesday. But is that an overreaction to say it's a two-team race now in the NFC? Oh, 100%. Listen, they're 10-3. and three. We've seen teams win the Super yeah. Bowl that got bludgeoned during the regular season. Yeah. So I think that's a really big overreaction. And another question you had asked me in the meeting yeah. was about Jalen Hurts and whether he was healthy. Right. Well, when you look at his run carries over the past five games, yeah. he's ran it 5, 7, 14, 12, and 10 times. Right. So he's not shying away from running the football. Right. And I don't think that's really a problem for them. In this game against the Cowboys, your best players have to play their best in big-time games. They didn't do that. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and A.J. Brown all had a fumble in Cowboys territory, and that's why they got blood. Jeff, there's been a lot of writing off of the Eagles going on the last couple of days. Is that going too far? Way too far. I mean, listen, when the 49ers lost three in a row, and by the way, the Bengals went to their place and beat them 31 or 17 or 14, whatever the score was, we didn't write the 49ers off, right? Like, they've beaten good teams, man. They beat the, they beat the Bills, the Chiefs, Cowboys, Dolphins. Like, they've beaten good teams. Mm-hmm. They are not playing well right now. There's a good thing you got four games left against four teams that you should win. And, by the way, when you go into the playoffs on a four-game win streak, it changes things. Hey, hence the Cowboys before before these, these last four weeks. I think what scares people about the Eagles is that the wins that they're having are in such tight situations. They mm-hmm. could go either way. So, yes, they're 10-3. and three, But you could create a scenario where the record is a lot worse and they aren't pulling away from people and when you watch these games I think the turnovers were an issue on offense but we don't have an easy excuse for why they struggle on defense there's nothing that you can go fix they have personnel issues on defense that they can't address and their D-line can't overcome I think that's the most significant issue right the back end of the defense and their inability to stop people in terms of explosive plays in terms of big plays when the team it's to their credit that they have found a way to win close games against good teams right like it's one thing to say, oh, good teams should be dominating. Fair enough. But they're not playing their best in the, until the last couple of weeks. They were finding ways to win. So that's their credit. We know they, can, they know how to get to the Super Bowl. And so we can't write them off. But the defense has to play better. For Absolutely. Sure, yeah. You talk oh, yeah. about games they can win. they got to beat DeVito twice, man. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. Those games don't suddenly look quite as, as, as guaranteed to be victories as they did. Let me say this about them. The, the, part of the issue for the defense is that the offense – isn't it, they aren't they aren't dominating they were the way they were last year in the run game staying on the field right now the Eagles can't get off the field on defense but they're not extending drives offensively and they get that they have three drives against the Cowboys and and all three are scoring drives so now you're out of your game plan against the Cowboys now you're gonna have to throw it to get back in the game like some of that goes to game specific situations that they have not played well Rex was making a big point here yesterday about the defensive coordinator everyone has talked a lot about them losing their offense Offensive coordinator Shane Steichen. They also lose the defensive coordinator. And Rex, essentially what Rex said yesterday is, I'm sitting on my couch and I can call out what they're doing oh. defensively. If I can see it, then obviously the opposing team can see it. Yeah, when you have a defensive line like they have, I think normally you want to just keep it simple. You don't want to overcomplicate it, but you need your defensive line to completely dominate. But they're mm. playing against smart quarterbacks and smart offensive minds who understand that that's the strategy and they're finding ways to attack the second level at defense more quickly. Yeah, we talked about them needing to get off the football field. Yeah. They're 32nd in the league, which is dead last yeah. in third downs. Mm-hmm. Their sack rate last season on third down, they were first in the NFL. Yeah. This year, they're last. So when I look at this defense, they're 28th in points per game. They're not getting teams off the football field. And at the end of the day, their defensive line is dominant because they are really good against the run. But you know why they're great against the run? Because ain't nobody running it against them. <laughs> right. They're throwing the football. They're 31st in the league in touchdowns given up. So this Eagles team who lost their defensive coordinator and also lost five starters on the defense yeah. has to figure out a way on the back end 
to get it done, and it is going to be with that defensive line. I actually thought defensively that was the most alarming thing the other night because they were not great against the run early in that game. Mm -hmm. Dallas was picking up third downs because they had third and one. Absolutely. And 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 so that was an issue that they haven't been having that surfaced against the team they need to beat. They wound up only having less than 23 minutes of of total possession Mm -hmm. time, the Eagles, because you can't get off the field on third down, and that's a recipe for disaster all the time. Coming up, speaking of disasters, how about that finish in Kansas City? Patrick Mahomes is filled with regret after his outburst you're going to love what he said if you haven't heard it whichever side of the debate you were on don't miss it coming up plus if it's tuesday don't miss this the pancakes are back yes they serving them up hot even though he doesn't eat carbs we'll be right back <laughs> i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back on Get Up and every Tuesday, Dan Graziano gives us Overreaction Tuesday. I'll say something I think people are generally saying. Dan will tell us if that something is an overreaction. Dan, if I were to say this is going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing season, is that an overreaction? It's not. It's entirely possible. Like, you wouldn't go out and bet on it because he's pulled this out of the fire before. But the last two weeks have shown that the Steelers can lose to literally anyone. Literally. They lost at home to Arizona and New England. Look, they are they are 7-6. and six. They have games left in Baltimore, in Indianapolis, in Seattle, home to Cincinnati, if they go two and two, then that streak is over. Yeah, there's been a lot of Mike Tomlin conversation in Pittsburgh the last couple of weeks about how this thing has gotten away. Three weeks ago, we were talking about Coach of the Year. Now, all of a sudden, we're talking about something that feels like it is falling apart. Jeff, what are you seeing? Yeah, it's ugly. And listen, when you're having the Pickens conversation all the time, and you know, there's been a number of players, Deontay Johnson, a number of players have shown issue. You fire your offensive coordinator because all the fans think it's his fault. Nothing's changing. Like it's it's not a pretty situation in Pittsburgh. I would just say, careful what you wish for. Right. Maybe, oh, I don't think he should maybe. get fired. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know you're not making that argument, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I know that that's bubbling up in Pittsburgh. Maybe I'm just a scary, risk-averse type of guy, but go ahead. See what else is out there. Nah, bro. Yeah, yeah the grass is definitely not always no. greener. The one thing I would say, though, is that RC was in here, and of course, no one knows and loves the Steelers more than he does and loves Mike Tomlin. He said that he does not think Tomlin's message is getting yeah. through to these players. For whatever reason, Mike Tomlin, who, again, he said this with great respect, yeah. he does not feel like whatever it is that Tomlin is preaching is getting into the heads of his players. I wouldn't go that far. I think Mike Tomlin still has a pulse of that locker room. But what I will say is he has way too many hostages and not enough volunteers. Yeah. On the field, they do not have that Steeler physicality identity that we've become accustomed to seeing. They got to get that back. 
in a hurry. All right, next overreaction, Graziano. If I were to say the Buffalo Bills will be the most dangerous team in the AFC in the playoffs, would that be an overreaction? Yes, it's an overreaction because they still have to get into the playoffs. Right? <laughs> like, they're seven and six. What do they got left? Home against Dallas, at the Chargers, home against New England, at Miami. If they go two and two, what's that? That's nine and eight. That's not necessarily in in the AFC. Plus, once they get in, it's not like Matt Milano and Tredavious White are going to show up and help out the defense. This is a team that's got some issues, and I don't think that it's, as much as it may have looked at at the beginning, it, I don't think it's their year. People pay so much attention to point differential. Right. Despite the fact right. that they are only seven and six, they actually have the fifth best point differential right. in the entire NFL. Yeah. What do you think of the Bills? If they do get in, they are definitely dangerous. dangerous. They're dangerous to the teams they play against. They're dangerous to themselves. It does feel like a type of team. <laughs> you, know, you know what you're going to get out of uh, Josh Allen is going to be great, but Look you at also that know that you're going to get that. But you also know that he's going to throw it deep down the field to some square bodies every now and then. Just because somebody got open, he got excited. RG3, that play by Allen. Come yeah, on. It's unbelievable, and they're not the most dangerous team in the AFC. That's the Baltimore Ravens, yeah. but to to Neek's point, they are the team that no one wants to see. Because when you have Josh Allen now, at quarterback it. and he can create and do things like that, nobody wants to see that because in big-time games, you got to have a signal no caller like Josh that. Allen, is he's the difference maker. And whether it's with his legs, with his arms, with his explosive plays, with his ability to create, all of those things, you don't plan for that in playoff games. You do your best to minimize it, but you can't prevent them all. He, they are dangerous you can, football. You can plan for it all you want, but when he starts running like a D-tackle with Bro. the ball in his hands and he's dragging people along for with real. him, it's going to be a problem. And he starts making decisions like a D-tackle also. It's going to be a problem when he starts throwing in the tight windows. And there have been so many quarterback injuries in the AFC to this point anyway. So he becomes almost by default yeah. one of the most dangerous. Speaking of great quarterbacks, Danny, if people are saying the Chiefs should be ashamed of their reaction to the way their game ended on Sunday, is that an overreaction? It's not an overreaction. I mean, this is an embarrassing moment for one of the, you know, a guy in Patrick Mahomes who's carried himself with Nothing but class throughout his career. Uh, to go off like this about a call that was 100% correct, by the way, I, I think you're seeing uh, frustration boil over at something that isn't the officials, uh, and they expressed it against the officials because that's the easy. All right, before we all comment, let's hear from him. Mahomes addressed it yesterday, so I want to play that. and I can see everyone is itching mm -hmm. to get in, and you all will. But first, this was Patrick Mahomes upon further reflection yesterday. And obviously, you don't want to react that way. I just, I mean, I care, man. I love it. I love, I love this game. I love my teammates, and I, I want to go out there and put everything on the line to win. Um, but uh, obviously, can't can't do that. I mean, can't be that way towards officials or really anybody in in life. Um, so I probably regret acting like that. Um, but more than anything, I mean, I, re I regretted the way I, I acted towards uh, Josh after the game because he had nothing, nothing to do with it. And, um, so I, I was uh, I, I was still hot and emotional, um, but you can't do that, man. It's not a great example uh, and, uh, for for kids watching the game. So uh, that that I was more upset about that than I was about me on the sideline. Mm. Okay, so first and foremost, that. I mean, is there a better representative of the National Football League than that guy to actually say that's not what I want kids who are watching the game to see? I salute you, Patrick Mahomes. That said, sure. to all the rest of it, Robert, you go first. <laughs> um, when it comes to Patrick Mahomes and his reaction, I have to say that he was not reacting to that flag. Yeah. He was not reacting <laughs> exactly. to the refs not getting the call right. 
He was just acting like you would if, you know, you ask your girl if she's okay. And she says, yeah, I'm fine. But you know she's not fine. You know for without a shadow of a doubt, she's going to bring something up from five weeks ago that she's been holding on to and throw it across your face. They've had 33 drops this year. When you talk about Mahomes to his receivers, QBR-wise, he's 23rd in the league when targeting his receivers. Running backs and tight ends, he's third in the league. Yeah. So this is a boil-up of all of the miscommunications, the drops, mm-hmm. the missed call last week to MVS when they didn't call the PI, when he's saying he wants the, the guys to be able to let the refs, uh, the refs let the guys play. So when I look at this call, I don't think that Patrick Mahomes is reacting because the refs didn't make the right call by rule. Mm-hmm. The simple fact is this. In the NFL – with delay of games, you get the standard extra beat when the clock hits zero. Right. That is what him and Andy Reid were talking about here. Normally in the NFL, you get a warning on this offsides call before they throw the flag. Right. They're not saying, hey, it's not a penalty. Hey, it was a great play. We want to get away with it. That was not their point. They're saying they simply want to the standard of what you normally get in the normal course of a game. And, Nick, you know this. Yeah, that's fair. He was... He was lined up offsides multiple times in the yeah. game, I think, and they didn't um, call him on well, the Orlovsky showed that. For those of you who saw it yesterday on, oh. on, on NFL Live, Orlovsky showed. Oh, the Bruder Orlovsky went through the, the whole <laughs> tape and, and found how they were offsides a bunch of times. And so, like, I get Dan's point, and I agree with him. Normally, at some point, if they couldn't see the ball in that last play, they couldn't see it on this play either. Yep. And normally, as a defensive back, First quarter, they'll come up to me and say, hey, you're getting a little handsy. We let you get away with it. If I keep doing it, they throw the flag. If they don't tell me that I'm getting a little handsy, then I expect for them to allow me to do that through the course of the game. But the Chiefs can't be the ones complaining about it. You broke the rules. You broke the rules. And as a a defensive player, it feels like Jeff reminded me this this morning. Y'all get all advantage. All of it, bro. Y'all just stop complaining. I couldn't believe you. I couldn't believe It is ridiculous. Like, let me ask you, if Von Miller had been lined up with, with you know, over that ball and got a sack, yeah. people would go nuts. We let, D, we let offensive tackles be in the backfield lined up with, with freaking running backs right yep. now to stop, you know, quarterbacks from getting hit. We give all the advantage to the offense, and now we're going for one call to go <laughs> the defense's way. Everybody's going to be up in arms because it cost the game, whatever. It is, listen, we, we have made this a ridiculous conversation. Should he have been? Should he not have been? Who? It's a freaking penalty, bro. He it's called committed. the penalty. If any defensive lineman yeah. lines up like that, that flag's getting thrown 100 out of 100 times. Right. That it wasn't called doesn't bother me. It was called when it mattered. It, it, you know, However you want to frame it, however you want to look at it. But, man, we have we – have, Played, our defensive players play with their hands behind their backs, bro. They got to worry about where they're targeting, who's who they're hitting, and now we're going to worry about alignment? Like, that's Man. a joke. No that's one, a joke. He's an ally. No one loves <laughs> the officiating conversation <laughs> more than Dan Graziano. We've lost our minds Thank as you. sports fans. Like, what are we, why are we so – how – Dan Orlovsky, I love you. But how obsessed do you you have to be (laughs) with blaming the officials rather than the players to go back and look at every single play to see how (laughs) offsides Kadarius Toney was on every single play? Maybe you don't respect journalism, but Dan Orlovsky was was doing the reporting. I respect the legwork. (laughs) Okay. But the motivation, I mean, it makes me cry. Like, I'm watching the Sunday night game, right? And it's Eagles uh, Cowboys, and Brandon Cooks, you know, doesn't catch a ball in the end zone, and they say, well, he should have been trying to get a flag there. He was trying too hard to make the catch. (laughs) Like, what has happened to sports? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. 
<laughs> you gotta make the catch. Anyway, to back to this thing, they, they the Chiefs were making the point of that was a great play. We should have gotten away with it. No, and, I don't and, think and they, they were. were. They, said they were that, not. Exactly they, they were said. not. That was a mat. That was a byproduct of the afterproduct of the play. And they said so. You're talking about like you get the extra beat on delay of game. Sure, yes. but you don't get two. Yeah. And, yes, and, but that's and, not so this two. Was such an egregious the, the, the point, oh the gosh, point gosh, that Robert's on, making man. and that the Chiefs are making that I think is an accurate run, even though I'm on the defense side of the ball, is that you can't let us get away with it. So like to Jeff's point, but, you yes, let tackles get out early through the course of an entire game, and then all of a sudden on the final drive, now you're going to throw the flag? But it's, if it's so egregious. Not, it's no. not the official's job to Agreed. put you on side. It's That's not the official's job. job. Listen, 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 listen. You listen. On if you get pulled over for speeding, you can't say, officer, yeah, I was speeding we get yesterday that. and we you get didn't that, get me One at a time, one at a time, go. The Chiefs are not complaining because the flag was thrown. They know, they acknowledge that it was a penalty. And to Jeff's point about the defense being handcuffed, yes, they have been handcuffed, but that's not been the standard. What we're talking about here is fans and players just want consistency from the refs. Right. That's it. I could care less if it was a penalty or not. I could care less if it was a great play after the penalty or not. The bottom line is the standard is they get a warning. That's the problem. There is no standard for a defensive lineman to line up offsides and get a warning. That is the point. So we can sit up here and we can argue about speeding and we can argue about this. The fact of the matter is, Kadarius Toney was offside. Right. It was, and it was his upset. fault. He didn't check with the ref. Yeah. And, the, and the point that they're simply trying to make is that in Andy Reid's 30-plus years of coaching, it's never happened. He always gets the warning. That was his point. That is a valid point. It's also yeah. a valid point that Kadarius Tony was offside. They just can't be the ones That's making the, the argument. I think, like, you, you're wrong in that place. You committed this violation. You have to accept it. But we can bring in the nuance of, Thank yeah, you. normally there is a standard set. And if you allow things to happen for a course of an entire game, it's unusual for you then all of a sudden to disallow it in the final plays of the game. Okay. As, 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 who was it that said it this morning? If there's one thing, there's only one thing left in America. It unites can, us all. That we can yeah. all agree on. <laughs> the officials suck. Yeah. We all hate all the refs. The <laughs> Our right. ESPN NHL doubleheader tonight. Red Wings and Blues. Uh, that's our first game. And then we got the superstars. Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. Connor McDavid and the Oilers. All is also available on the ESPN app. Meanwhile, coming up, dangerous Dallas after blowing out the Eagles or Dak and the Cowboys now on the same tier as San Francisco. Is Dak the MVP? We're talking about that. And as Jeff gets set to serve up the pancakes, let's start with a little crepe as an appetizer. Oh, crepe. Let's go. Hey, the most athletic offensive guard in the game. Record right here. Watch him drive this. Look at him. He ain't done. Keep taking him. Take him to the heated bin. I see you, Patrick. That's a little crepe because nobody hit the ground, which I don't like. But Check him out. Look at the body to body. <laughs> Taking that dude to the sideline and hey. then through the sideline. Hey, hey Ravens flock. That's your man right there. Also, get your hands off the cornerback. No. Leave the cornerback alone. Grab him, little dude. Toss him out of the club. Toss him out of the club. Show him what's up. At Jeff Sir. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are back. The next game is called Fact or Fiction. Hey, Graziano, 
Oh, the Broncos are going to catch the Chiefs in the AFC West. Is that fact or fiction? It's fiction. I, I mean, you look at it and they're like, oh my gosh, they're a game behind. You can't believe it. But the rest of the Chiefs' schedule is four very winnable games for a team that, yes, has been struggling, but has the opportunity to get back on the right track. Chiefs are just, at their worst, the Chiefs are just a better overall team than Denver. I believe they hold on for an eight straight division title. Dominique, you're next. If I said Brock Purdy is the most important player on the 49ers, is that fact or fiction? It's absolute fact. I no. think Yeah. Yes. I, I think you watch the way that he's played. And also, you want to disagree with Trent Williams? I don't. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he's a quarterback. The most important player on almost every contending team is the quarterback. It feels disrespectful to say Brock Purdy's not, particularly when you're watching these games. They do have yeah. a lot of really great uh, skill players, but they can replace the skill players. They can't replace the quarterback. Yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about that one again. Let's talk about that one again. RG3, if I said the Cowboys will win the NFC East, is that fact or fiction? I'm going to say it's fiction. If I'm the Cowboys, you want to keep it on simmer right now. We saw them go through a tough stretch in the middle of the year. But these last four games, the Eagles are playing against four teams that have losing records. Yep. The Cowboys are going up against, I believe, the Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, yes. and the Lions. And don't forget those commanders there at the end of the year. They yep. always play them tough. So I would say... It's fiction right now because of the way the schedule set up. It's an interesting scenario. Dan is going to point out how long it's been since any team has repeated in the NFC East, right? It's your favorite statistic in all of football. 19 years. I got him trained. (laughs) (laughs) But but plus DeVito twice. How are you going to beat DeVito twice? That's right. They they do have the Eagles. Do have two games against the Giants, who suddenly are looking a little bit better behind uh, Tommy DeVito. Here is the real question. Are we buying wholesale into what the Cowboys are selling? They've looked yeah. so good. Dak Prescott has looked so good. We've got people thinking this is finally the year. I think Stephen A. Smith is actually nervous at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tell me. I mean, I don't know what you're watching if you don't believe in what you've, what you've seen from this team. They've been on an incredible run. It doesn't seem fluky. It seems quite sustainable. I think it, most times you say turnovers is not something that you can replicate, but they've been doing it for, seems like, three or four years. They're creating these turnovers with the way that they they coach these players and the type of players that they have. And as we talked about before, it often comes down to the quarterback. Dak is out of his mind right yeah, now. Yeah, there is yeah. nobody in oh, football yeah. playing better than him at the quarterback position for an extended period of time. It's hard to imagine that they could be a fluke with a player like yeah. that. Now, listen, Dak has, has led this team and got this team where they need to be. Beating the Eagles, not just beating them, but beating them the way they beat them mm. last week is a tremendous uh, confidence builder for, for this football team. So are they in the conversation? Absolutely the conversation for the NFC, for the Super Bowl, all those things. But they're going to have to play at this level. And that's the, that's the deal. They got four tough ones. This thing is not going to be – it's not been settled a month out of the season, let's put it that way. Is Dak the MVP of the league right now? Right now he is because of what happened last night with the Dolphins. Over the last seven games, Dak has 22 touchdowns, only two interceptions. If you, and that includes the 49ers game. But yeah. since that Niners yeah. game, I mean, you're talking about this dude, 15 touchdowns. Zero interceptions. Yeah, I thought that the defense, the way they performed, was out of this world. The first time they played Philly, first six possessions, four touchdowns. Yeah. This game, they gave up six points. And Demarcus Lawrence, talking about you got to hit him in the face right, and right. all that, that to me is the change for the Cowboys. They are no longer a finesse team that is just trying to win games. They're trying to smother you out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's interesting, like they, I don't feel like they elevated to beat the Eagles. No. Right? I think they just played their game yeah. and, and won by whatever, 20, 30. I mean, like that. So I, I think they're locked in. Like, 
situations matter so much. And one of the concerns about the Cowboys going into the season was the situation. Like, were they wrong to fire Kellen Moore and put everything on Mike McCarthy and overhaul? You know, those of us who were concerned about that, myself included, yeah, were too. wrong. I mean, they, they, the Cowboys were right. To, to make that move because obviously Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy have, have locked in together on something good, and you can see it. That offense looks like it's in rhythm. They look like they could beat anybody right now. I do think if you believe it's a quarterback award, then Dak is the winner. Right. If, you, if you allow for other – I think Tyreek Hill does no belong doubt. in the conversation for MVP. The only thing I'll say – the only thing I'll slightly disagree with is they could beat anybody. Uh, right. I, I believe this is the San Francisco Invitational in the NFC yes. right now. That unless they lose one of their most important players, I, I, believe, I don't know that the Cowboys, the Eagles, or anybody else can play with them the way they yeah, look Yeah, I mean, right I think now. the Cowboys definitely can, but it, the, if they start the game the way they started against Philly, yeah. that's what it comes down to is you get a way to get Demarcus Lawrence and, um, and Micah Parsons, you have them more involved if you get a lead. It right. seems like no one's going to be able to stop Dak from scoring points. So if they get up against the let, let, let me say this, too, early, as we're all on the Cowboys, and, I, and listen, Dak has played lights out. The defenses they have played over, you know, including the Eagles twice, none of those defenses have presented much challenge right. to this right. point. As you get into the last four games and in the playoffs, those defenses tighten up. It gets yeah. more difficult. Like, it is it is not going to be a boat race type situation. Final I agree thought. with you, and that's why I think the emergence of Jake Ferguson down the middle oh, of the field has huge. been huge for the Cowboys. That's a great point. And the past two games, they've given Tony Pollard 23 touches. Yep. It's been amazing yep. the way that they've developed this offense. They've gotten better Absolutely. and better as it's we gone on. Look, Robert is ready yeah, to we go. Know, we get know. the pancakes. Go, go. Pancakes is one of our favorite things. So let me show you how we're going to get this thing started. Right. Yeah. Oh, we're back, baby! Bam, bam, bam. Got it. That's how we start this off. Let's go! <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Can't stop us, Randy. Can't stop us. Family Foxworth just spanked pancakes on here. We are back! Can we do one more pick? Saddle Down is brought to you by IHOP. Mm. Once again, our thanks to our friends at IHOP. Thank you, IHOP. Our favorite IHOP, IHOP. IHOP. All right, here we go. Here Stephanie. we go. Take it away. Nice to eight. Starting again, Ravens flock. This is two people who have made this. Stop sending me all these tweets right here. Isaiah Likely, a great start. Catching the rock, getting in there. We've got to go back to the block. Watch the block right here. Bam! Oh. Hey, my man, receive it on the end. you got to have your eyes on the swivel, my man, because you just took it right there. Look, the tackle just got to stay in there. And just pat it. That is nasty right there. Likely and the catch. One pancake because you are a little guy. But I still love the attitude. I love this right here. Now, hey, let's go to Chicago land. How about this? Justin Fields getting all the praise. How about my man Jenkins? You want to talk about a rib shot? Oh, oh my, my goodness. goodness. <laughs> there is nothing better for a center than when you're posting a dude, you got him locked down, and your guard comes oh. and cleans him up. You talk about this right here, and let me tell you what you hear. Ooh, that's what you, ooh. That's that man's ribs getting pushed to the other side of his body. It's nasty, but I like it. Two pancakes for my man Jenkins. Hey, we're finishing up out in Mason McCormick, South Dakota State. Oh. You want to talk about ugly? This, listen, oh my oh. The gore at the end is a thing of beauty. And listen, we all know Fox and I were talking about this man does not smell good. So when he puts that body, 
on another man's body intentionally after the block and the knockdown. There is nothing better. There is nothing sweeter than this feel right here. When he sees him down and he's like, no, 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 no. We ain't stopping, bro. We going that thing, getting in there. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Thank you. Hey, he took off his uniform and put his suit right on top of that. Thank you, ass on the plane. Set down a <laughs> Three pancakes, McCormick. Three pancakes. That's oh. what I'm talking about. Oh, that's nice. all right. Uh, on we go. We're go. coming up. More on the Monday night meltdown. What the heck? What happened to two on the Dolphins? How much trouble are the Packers in? We got much more, and the pancakes continue to fly. Get up on ESPN. Do it. <laughs> we got a lot of movement on this set. Dan got overwhelmed. Rob got overwhelmed. Oh. 